City King Kong. Your curiosity quest starts here. Welcome into the four or not the four, the Cuco Podcast. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> what was that? that was, I swear we have not done that kind of a beginning thus far. So I figure um, we change it up a little. Damn bit. right, we haven't done that type of beginning before. What was that sound? Isn't it kind of like a air horn? Is that an air horn? Okay. How would you do it? I don't know, but I know enough that I probably shouldn't try. Yes. That's what I did. You did. Well, mine was like, I don't know, a quick. I'm not going to say. It's just. I have to make fun of you. I can't. I just I have to. <laughs> Plus, like, I wanted people who are listening to this to be like, oh, yeah, I'm listening. They're driving. They're like, ah! <laughs> that is assuming someone is listening to us. <laughs> but normally you would do that like midway through the show because, I mean, they're probably listening right at the beginning because two seconds ago they just pushed play. <laughs> Yeah. Well, people tune out. Plus, we have <laughs> very short, play, and then we went through our intro music, and then by that point, they could have easily been <laughs> toned out. Out. <laughs> All right, but welcome in to another great episode of the Q Code Podcast. Uh, quickly, just to recap what we're going over today, I will be covering part three of my sleep series. And if you guys are tired of the sleep series. Don't worry. This is the last part. So oh, no, no more sleep after this. Just no. just wakefulness. <laughs> um, and then after that, Alan will be doing a game for us. I believe he's doing some kind of solar system trivia. Is that correct? Yep. And then after we do that and get a lot of trivia points, on this part, on this episode, it's going to be focusing on the sun and Mercury. I'm going to ace it. Okay. There's there's some easy ones in there for you guys. Is one of the questions, true or false, the sun is bright? I can neither confirm nor deny that. How would you measure its IQ? Nope, just true. Shut up, Danny. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then finally, Trav will fill us in on something that we have all been, I'm sure I know I've been curious about, is what the heck is going on with uh, all these raids at Area 52? 51 recently, right? That, how would you well, word it? What's up I, with my the question, Area 51 raids? No, that's not my question. It was, what's going on with this Area 51 thing was my actual Uh-oh. question. You're, we'll get to so it. So now Danny <laughs> has just given away. No, he hasn't given away anything because there have been no raids. But oh. we'll talk well, about so it. So now you have just given away. <laughs> just, I've given away nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so join us for that. But. Before we get into the questions, we're going to jump back into what we have been doing for most of the last few weeks, and that is doing a what if or a would you rather type of question. So for this week, I came up with a question of, would you rather be sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole or be sentenced with a death sentence and killed within like the next week. I don't think that usually happens. Death penalties are usually like 10 very, years. Very, very... I mean, did you ever see the Green Mile? 
Well, this <laughs> this system works quickly. Okay. Yeah. I don't constitutionally I don't think you could be killed within a week because you have your right to appeals and Yeah. So let's but say you've gone through system. all of your appeals and this is the it. This, this is, is the, the final, final thing. You either are gonna be sentenced to death or in prison for life without parole. I'd take prison for life. I mean, I know that prison life is probably the worst thing ever, but just the anticipation of literally just being killed. Like, you just know, like, I got a week left. At least if I get, like, killed in prison, I don't know about it. Like, I mean, I... I so do you think if you were <laughs> I don't know the actual date. <laughs> <laughs> if you were killed in prison, do you think it'd be shanked? I don't know. Or beaten with a bar of soap. <laughs> Stabbed with a toothbrush <laughs> <laughs> just all the things you see in movies yeah. in general yep so that's your answer flat yep. out flat prison. out prison prison for life all right alan depends on how much life i have left well you're 32 right now yeah so also i would say you have quite a yeah. bit of life left. also the uh, question doesn't really dive into all the variables yeah <laughs> It's pretty straight so, up. So, in general, I would probably go with death. Alrighty. Is that it? Yep. It was pretty yeah. close. <laughs> pretty, pretty quick. <laughs> I would probably lean towards death as well. Because if I am have no chance of leaving prison, now I'm just stuck in prison for the rest of my life, what do I have to look forward to? Yard, uh, yard time? Yard time, but Danny, there is a lot of opportunities to gamble in prison. <laughs> you could be like the freaking bookie. You could be that guy. I know, but what <laughs> good is it when I get nothing that I want? You can get ciggies, yeah, man. I don't want that. You get ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> get ciggies and train Well, now that you noodles. say ramen noodles... <laughs> This changes things because we all know from the video Trav sent us, we can fix our sinks with ramen noodles. Yep. So, uh, wait, what? I mean, I remember sending that, but do they know that I sent you that? Well, I'm letting them know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you, you talked about it as if, like, that was a well-known thing. <laughs> yeah, because you, I think you prefaced that phrase with, as we, as all, we all know, know. <laughs> Trav sent so I don't know how, what would you say to look at it? If you were interested, just look up fix guy fixes things with ramen. Noodles yeah, sure. You'll find on it too, but all right. Well, two of us will die. One of us will choose to live and better their, try and better their life. Even though they can't get out. Maybe I will try and just be like freaking Jerry Seinfeld when he went to prison and just make everybody laugh and smile. Well, Trav K. <laughs> You chose life in prison, but let me throw in no, absolutely no conjugal visits. I would assume there was no conjugal visits. And you can never get visited by your family. That's, that's not a part of the question. And every day you're beat to within an inch of your life. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not trying to talk you guys out of death. Don't try and talk me into it. Uh, no, I think it's uh, the reason that I don't even know why I just thought of this question today. It just popped into my head, but I was like, if I honestly, like, I don't, oh, I know why. Cause I was, I've been watching that video or that series that you talked about last week, the 
um, oh, Evil Genius, Evil Genius, yeah, on Netflix, and I'm like, I'm knowing like that there's some bad things happening. I was like, would I rather just spend the rest of my life sitting in a prison cell, or would I rather just end it right? Yeah. And then I thought if I were to sit in a prison cell at first, I was like, oh, well, but then I could do stuff still. I'd still be alive. But to what end? Like life, is anything life. you do, I do now, I hope that helps me in future goals, I guess, that I have. Yeah. I feel like this could be a longer okay. topic if I really wanted to, to uh, combat you on your <laughs> thoughts about life. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, if I'm just locked up, then there's literally no reason to live. I would suggest that that's not true. Well, I think if you have that's kind of a a chance to get out. I know. No, I'm just saying that you're looking. You're possibly looking at it as in a selfish way. That just because it's over for you doesn't mean that you that basically you have nothing left to give. So why not try? Yeah, maybe your life is over. But why not try and make it better for other people? Yeah. And I thought of that too. Did and my, you know? <laughs> my rebuttal to that would be, well, if I died, then I would expedite my process to become angel status. Okay. <laughs> and then I could You just got sent to the death penalty. Right? <laughs> you were... <laughs> So Probably obviously whatever you, you did an angel. does not warrant angel status. You're well, probably following the devil on your shoulder, not the angel. <laughs> well, I was wrongfully convicted. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay. All, right. All right. Let's get into this. So why don't we just jump into my question, which is what are some of the benefits sleep can, can provide sleep series part three? Hold on. I got a woman and a kid 200 yards out. Moving towards the convoy. Her arms aren't swinging, she's carrying something. Yeah, she's got a grenade, she's got an RKG, Russian grenade. She's saying to the kid. You got eyes on this? Can you confirm? Negative. You know the ROV. Man, they fry you if you're wrong. They send your ass to Leavenworth. So remember that scene in a few minutes from now. We'll cover it. Why? It's from American Soldier, just in case anybody sniper. is sniper. American, American sniper. sniper. Just in case anybody's wondering. Yeah. So <laughs> Bradley Cooper. Yes, he was the actor in that movie. <laughs> I don't remember the actual guy's name who he's playing. So it's un- Chris. So, uh, Chris. Like I think his last name is Chris. Okay. So, <laughs> okay i I knew it yesterday (laughs) i just forget what it was but anyway yeah we'll get to why i use that 
clip in a little bit. But for now, let's just quickly... If you missed two episodes ago, I went over things like sleep debt, non-REM versus REM sleep, sleep cycles, sleep stages, uh, how sleep changes with age, and circadian clocks and rhythms. Last week, we went over the more what we call the dark side of sleep, and we covered sleep disorders such as narcolepsy, insomnia, sleep apnea, and parasomnias. So that's just if you missed those and you want to go back and you want to See or listen to those. Those are on the last two episodes. But today we're going to cover the the light side, I guess. More of the benefits that sleep can bring to you. So to do that, I know we've already talked briefly on dreams before, and that was in the first segment or or series portion, part one, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I wanted to kind of quickly go back over dreams again as dreams actually have more that they can help one or an individual do during sleep so if you remember trav do you remember the two types of sleep stages or the two types non-rem and rem yes (laughs) but you can dream in either of those stages right yes we talked about that but if you dream in the non-rem stage it's more mundane and boring exactly and if you dream in the rem stage anything goes paralyzed yeah it's crazy and then yes alan if you dream in while or while you're in the rem stage your body actually becomes paralyzed so that you don't physically act out your dreams so they say that dreams during rem sleep are characterized by hallucination delusions disorientation, emotional instability, and amnesia. So the funny thing about that is all these symptoms of psychosis are are symptoms of psychosis in a wake individual, but in a sleeping individual, it's just normal. So basically what you do or what you experience while you're dreaming would put you in the loony bin typically. Mm. So, but let's do this thought experiment for both Alan and Trav. Okay. So, if I told, if someone could record your dreams and replay them as a movie, would you want that or not? Well, yes. <laughs> Do I just get to watch them? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we can we edit? Is there an audience because I don't know, like I can't control what's in there, so you never know. So if you were the only one that could watch them, you Hell would, yeah. you would want that. Yeah. But if anyone could watch them, you wouldn't want that. At least allow me to edit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, we feel like uh, there's like 14 minutes missing here. (laughs) Allow allow editing to make it family friendly. Exactly. Just family friendly. You don't want to edit anything else? What else would I edit? Things that are like in cartoon, but you're violent. What? I don't know where you're getting at with that either. (laughs) Like, I uh, I just made that up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, no, I kind of, I actually agree for the most part with you guys because my initial thought was like, that would be cool. I I mean, look at all your dreams. We'd love to see these in visual form. And if you could then be like, okay, yes, I deem this one to be fine to be released to the public. And or if you could be like, okay, well, all of it except for take out this little part right here where I'd rather not have people see that. Like, let's just say that there was a way that you could do this, okay? You could record your dreams 
edit them or whatever. Can you imagine what the world would become as far as like posts on Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff? It would just be littered with all that stuff. But it, it would, would be so an acid trip crazy. 24-7. It would be pretty awesome. <laughs> well, I agree. There's a lot of – I agree. There's There's some upsides and some downsides too. But what if I told you – there is a dream researcher by the name of Daniel Otis, Oldis, O-L-D-I-S, who's actually working on this very thing. Like, this is his project that he's working on. And so he's kind of been obsessed with trying to do this for, like, years and years. Since he was younger, he's always like, I wish there was a way that I could, like, record dreams or something like that. So he found, basically, if he can find a way to record the images of someone's dreams, their movements and their speech during their dreams. Then he could basically compile all of that and create like a dream movie mm-hmm. of what happened. Right. So with that said, he found that by using what they call an electro myogram and EMG, he can measure the nerve impulses of muscles. And basically in doing so, he can record the movements that are occurring uh, that somebody's going through while they're in their dream state. So basically from my understanding is you're paralyzed, right? Okay. Cause you're in REM sleep. Yes. But they're able to record what your movements would be from the electrical pulses in your brain. Mm-hmm. And then they can take that information, put it into a computer software program, upload it to an avatar and an avatar will mimic the movements that you were doing in your dreams. Supposedly. What about everything else around it? So that's for the movement. Then he's like, okay, so we got to take the next step. So he, in the past, he's done some re- uh, research on how to record speech in a dream. And he's done this by attaching electrodes to a uh, sleeping person's speech muscles, which I don't know exactly what the speech muscles are considered. I don't know if that's like your jaw or if this is just another part of the brain or what. But then he's able, he has been able to successfully pull some speech out, mm-hmm. but not enough that he can make like coherent sentences or full dialogue or anything like that. So it's something that he's still working on, but that's where he's at at that, on that point. So if you, if he's able to get far enough along that he can get that part, add it to his movement from the avatar that he's recording. So now you would suddenly have a walking and talking avatar, right? Mm -hmm. Of you and your dream or whatever. Yeah. And then finally, there's a neuroscientist in Japan by the name of Yaki Yusa Kamitani, who is... uh, (laughs) You should be able to say this. Come on. (laughs) Yaki Yasu Kamitami. (laughs) But anyway, he's found a way... Um, using what they call a functional magnetic renaissance imaging machine or an fMRI for short um, to record images that subjects are thinking about while they're awake. So he's done tests where he'll say, okay, think of something. And if the subjects are like, Trav, we hook you up to this machine and you think of like an owl, then on his screen, he will see the vague shape and outline of an owl. So, He's basically been able to find a way to take whatever your brain waves or whatever and figure out what it is you're thinking about and then display it as an image. So this Daniel Does Oldis, he do it by like showing you a bunch of pictures of owls beforehand and measuring your brain waves 
so that when you think about an owl, it, they can recognize the same brain waves or something? I don't know. I didn't dig into like the inner workings of how the machine works. Mm. I just very surface level at this point. But I think you should, uh, for one of your questions, sometime you should research that. That seems kind of like something you'd be good at. Okay. So, anyway, but yeah, so if you think about it. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> Thanks for the help. But, no, if I find anything on it, I'll let you guys know, too. Um, but, yeah, so he wants to do that, use that same technology to basically hook it up to somebody while they're sleeping in hopes that he can pull out the images that they're seeing in their dream and then using the same kind of thing, pulling it out, and then combining all three of those factors into creating a dream movie. So I guess he has the basic point is he has like a plan and an outline in place. It's just a matter of if he can actually execute it in a manner in which he can get a dream movie. I just see these, the final product being like, just go to YouTube and just Google search just, or just search for like amateur, like homemade cartoons and you'll see people's just drawings and them just posting. That's just what I see. It's just like probably the worst animation you can picture. <laughs> that is what this machine is spitting out with very so almost like incoherent words. speech. <laughs> and just like a random character just moving around aimlessly. Yeah, it's it still seems pretty far-fetched as far as like getting this high-quality HD video or something out of it, but... I guess there are things out here now that I never expected to be here 20 years ago either. So I guess we'll have to find out. But so, I mean, if I hear anything, any updated information on this and this guy's project in the future, I will let you guys know. Um, But he has assembled a team of two dozen dream researchers, neurobiologists, sleep scientists, and psychologists. And guess what he has named this team? The dream team. Dream catchers the dream team <laughs> oh it was too easy for trav how did you know <laughs> <laughs> just smart i guess because we're talking about dreams and i said he made a team yes and you said wait a second so i think on that team is larry bird magic johnson michael jordan keep naming them trav carl malone john stockton scotty pippen okay Akeem Olaf. Okay. Wait, was Akeem on there? I, think I don't. Because he, he's from a different country, so maybe not. Anyway. <laughs> he can still he can still play on the dream team. Like, I'm sure he's an American citizen. Oh. Well, we'll see. I'll have to go back and <laughs> I don't even know if you have to be an American citizen to be on our Olympic team, do you? I think so, because you're playing for America. But I don't know. I don't know. Can you just be like... Well, it wasn't good enough to make it on Team America, so... You know what? This sounds like it's a good question that you could do <laughs> next time, you know, in the future. Maybe you should do some research on that one. Okay. <laughs> We're just giving out so much material. Uh, all right. Anyway, so next summer, um, he's supposed to take this dream team down to California, and they're going to try recording dreams from some willing subjects down there next summer to see if they well, can I think it'd create be difficult if they weren't willing. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak up on them. Don't wake him up. Put the electrodes on his head. 
That's Gotta true. shave his head first, though. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. I don't know if, if it'll work or not. I'm somewhat skeptical. Sounds like you are, Trav. I'm super skeptical. But it'd be cool if it happens. All right. What are so, those, like Rorschach? Is that, is that yeah, what they're Rorschach, called? Yeah, Rorschach. The blob, the ink yeah, blobs. That's what I would imagine the yeah. owls coming out as is kind of like that. It's like, oh, this dude's dreaming about like an oblong shape. Football. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's moving. <laughs> so, what do dreams mean? And this goes back to, I mean, from early uh, times, people always kind of wondered, what did their dreams mean? You get to Freud, um, and Freud is famous for quite a few different things, but one of the things that he thought about were that dreams were expressions of repressed wishes and desires. So, that sounds very Freudian to me from the very limited amount of information that I know about Freud, but mm. you know, sounds to fit. It seems like it fits. And then along came Carl Jung and he disagreed with Freud. He said, I don't think that it's expressions of repressed wishes and desires. Instead, I think it's more of like dreams are just transparent, revealing like very fact based, like, they're not really obscure. It's just like whatever you dream about, that's just you're dreaming it because that's what you're thinking. Right. It sounds to me that's more the the way that you go, Trav. Yeah. I'm not saying that there can't be meaning. I'm just saying there's not meaning in everything. Yeah. And from a scientific standpoint, how are you supposed to prove that if you're taking Freud's route, how are you supposed to prove that there is any meaning? Yeah. There's well, no just, like test you can do. Yeah. It's and that's like untestable. Is, so that's in ex- science that's a question yeah. that you would just say, get it out of here because it's untestable. Yeah. And that's exactly the problem with this. Any hypothesis when it comes to dreaming and, and, and their meanings is how do you measure it? How do you test it? Right. There is no way, at least that Method. we know of now that we can just be like, Oh yeah, well if you dream about a uh, cockroach, it's because you're hungry or whatever, you know, like that's just, Sure, maybe well, for some people, but you've for seen other people, in, it might not be. You know, with the dreams that we do, you know, with with your dreams. And at the end, we go to dreammoods.com. And there are some things that you put in, and it returns this, this explanation. It says, you are either thinking or feeling this or this. And they're completely opposites. It's like, okay, yeah. well, good. You were able to cover everything then. That's true. You are either super indecisive or you are super decisive. Yeah. <laughs> about like, okay. situation. Like, Thanks. Well, Thanks. Right. That helps a lot. <laughs> I know. That goes back to the whole, uh, what do they call them? Horoscopes or whatever that they try to make. Their, I mean, people are like, oh my gosh. It's, a lot of things are so generic. Yeah, it, it's totally me. Or if you go to one of those women that, read your future like a tarot or a psychic or yeah a, or whatever with a little ball of, yes a psychic <laughs> yeah what was that famous one that used to be on tv all the time like miss cleo or yeah, something like that madam cleo <laughs> yeah pay me a quarter i'll g- tell you your fortune <laughs> they just make things super like well i think you will have a birthday in the next 364 well, days and in those <laughs> in those situations too like it's whether you believe in the and because we don't have to get into this because this is completely out of the realm of like dreams now but uh you know whether you believe 
in in that stuff or not like a, a lot of times these these psychics and people like that are are really reading you they're they're really good at reading people mm-hmm. and they might say something and see you flinch and just run with that and you have no clue yeah so but uh i mean to to liken that unto dreams you can't see what somebody's doing in a dream you can't even I'll, I'll even say even like with that whole thing, like putting yourself up to electrodes and things like that and flinching. Like sometimes your body just flinches. Like what if you had a yeah. fart? <laughs> it's like, it's oh, why, the body did something there. It's why lie detector tests aren't admissible in court, right? I think so. They're not. Yeah. But it's because it's the same type of pseudoscience where it's anything can cause you to to sweat. Or, you know, just like people beat light, de- light detectors by putting a sharp object in their shoe and they stomp down on it to, like, raise all their their stats or heart rates and everything so that throughout the entire thing, so that they they're always like common so baseline. So, yeah, they, they're ba- they make their baseline like a higher elevated alert status mm-hmm. in your body so that when you're lying, you can't tell. Yeah. You can't yeah. parse the, di- the two. Yeah. But, so, in the end, exactly... It's it's super hard to tell, uh, but the one that I kind of probably most agree with, if I had to pick kind of a whole, you know, hypothesis around what dreams mean, is these two Harvard scientists in the 1970s uh, came up with the thing that they call uh, the activation synthesis hypothesis. And basically it means like, so you have your cortex in your brain, your cortex is basically the part of the brain that covers the middle part, right? It's the part that kind of wraps around on the outside. Mm-hmm. But part of the cortex, its job is literally to, when you see something, to try and like figure out or create a narrative around it. I mean, that's why people are so good at like always wanting to find patterns and things, you know, like, oh, well, I saw that this was, it was green and then red and then green and then red. So naturally it should be green next because you're creating a story or a pattern in your brain, right? So while you're sleeping, you get these randomly, your cortex is randomly activated by bursts of action potentials is what they call it. So long story short, meaning when you're sleep dreaming, your cortex is getting all this information, just this random information. And this ties in because of to the purpose of dreaming. So, or yeah, the purpose of dreaming. So when you go to sleep, you learn things or you experience things all through the day, right? And so when you do that, you have all this input information that you've collected. So when you go to sleep, the way your brain has to function is it needs to basically defrag. Do you guys remember defragging computers? I remember when that was a thing. Sure. So it used to be you would have to defrag your computer every so often. And what that meant is it would just take all of the files that were kind of scattered on the hard drive and it would condense them down into like one area and so, and more neatly stack them in blocks, mm. so that you so create more room. It'd be like if you had confetti all over the place, and then sweeping it all into the corner. Yeah, basically. And so basically, that's what it was doing. So what your brain is doing at night is like, all right, this, these things that I learned, these are the important things that I need to remember. 
and it goes and it puts it in and stores it in your brain, right? And then all the things that are ancillary that I don't need to remember, like I don't need to remember each individual piece of grass I saw. I don't need to go remember all the trees that I saw today. I don't need to remember this or all the cars I saw. And it just basically goes through and gets rid of that information. But how badass would it be if you could? Super badass. <laughs> like, is it, is it real, like people with photographic memories, that they can remember every detail of something? I don't think That's- it's as, maybe as in-depth as remembering every single piece of grass <laughs> but it's pretty sweet yeah <laughs> there are cool. people that have these abilities and we may or may not get into that here shortly oh okay. so uh, but anyway long story short when your body's going through all this and it's kind of replaying maybe your whole day or whatever you learned your cortex is actively trying to make sense of all of these things at the same time and so while you're dreaming your dream may just be the byproduct or the output that occurs while all this is happening. And so then it's just, you're just seeing all these random things happen and go by and situations that are just being all put together because your brain is trying to create a narrative out of all of this nonsense. And to me, that seems to be like, from what I've seen, the most logical of the explanations. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Trav? Concur. Alan. I concur with Trav. <laughs> <laughs> well played but anyway so that is yeah a little bit about dreams and then they have said that dreams actually can help spur creativity as well so dreaming could actually be another output for creativity Um, and then here's some just quick things that have happened in history that apparently were figured out by dreams. So Elias Howe uh, is the creator of the sewing machine, and he figured out how to create the sewing machine after dreaming about wild savages that were threatening and poking him with spears. And when he looked down at the spears, each of the spears had holes near the tips. So he figured out that he could then create a needle with a hole near the tip and create a sewing machine, apparently. Oh. And then another guy, Dmitry Mendeleev, He's the one that created the uh, periodic table of elements. Um, he was trying very hard for a long time to figure out how am I going to organize all these elements into some coherent chart? Or yeah, something. coherent. <laughs> like he did a very good job. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until he had a dream that he saw all of the elements stacked ne- neatly and organized in columns and rows. That he came up with, like, oh, I could just do that. I could do that. And then, like, what's gold? AG, isn't it? Or a- a- AU. AU or AG? Yeah. Uh, I think AU. AU. I don't know. I think Is there an A or even a U in gold? <laughs> well, I didn't say that he did it well alphabetically. I just said he just uh, put You just in, said. You put them in rows and. <laughs> you said <laughs> in an order, like in a, in a coherent order. I beg to differ that it is not coherent. <laughs> but I think I think back when he created it and in whatever language gold it was AU what like was representative of the word gold that they used or sure, something like sure. that. Sure. I think that's um <laughs> something that would be good if you would like want to come up with yeah, like, the questions. Maybe <laughs> maybe re- okay. research that. Oh, okay, guys. <laughs> All right. Oh man, Alan's just got all kinds of freebies. My segments are booked out for a month. (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, and then finally a guy named Friedrich August Kukule Kukule figured Kukli? out Kool-Aid. I don't know, but this is the guy that came up with uh, how carbon atoms could be linked together, and he came up with this after he had a dream where he saw snakes twisting, and then one snake started eating its tail, and then that's how he came up with what he calls the ring structure. Now, I don't know enough about carbon atoms to know if that's how they're linked together, but I'm assuming they must be linked together as some kind of a chain. Mm. That would just be my guess. Then you guys concur. <laughs> Concur. <laughs> I always know when Trav just like, I don't really know what to say right now. <laughs> he just has this look on his face. All right. That's enough about dreaming. The other thing, another thing that sleep can be good for is memory. So this is where Alan was asking like a question earlier, right? So I'm going to just tell you guys a little story about a lady named Rebecca Chirac. All right. Most of us have had few hazy memories from the first few years of our lives. Rebecca Sherrock can recall being just 12 days old, lying on a sheepskin in the front seat of a car. BS. <laughs> <laughs> staring up at the steering wheel and wondering Wait, what it how was. Old? 12? 12, 12 days, days old. Days? Oh, I thought you yep. said years. The 26-year-old from Brisbane is one of 80 people worldwide with a condition called highly superior autobiographical memory. H. Sam for short, which means she remembers every moment of her life in extraordinary detail. She even has memories from before that 12th day, but can't date them because she was so young. Well, uh, you would be within 12 days. (laughs) How could she date the 12th day? day? Apparently on the 12th day, she learned how to date things. I don't know. (laughs) Before that, she's like, I don't know if this was day 10 or 11. Yeah, on the twi- she could have thrown a dart and maybe like landed on the right day. <laughs> she only had days, eleven days. At twelve days old, she had a nine percent chance of picking correctly. At twelve days old, her mom showed her her first calendar, <laughs> and yeah. she's like, "Oh, well, this makes sense." Twelve days. <laughs> like this is the day you were born, and twelve days later, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Uh, but. Anyway, and it conti- the story continues. Name a random day from 20 years ago, and Rebecca can tell you what she was wearing, what the weather was like, and the exact sequence of things she did and saw. As a Harry Potter fan, Rebecca has memorized every word of all seven books. In year one and year two, she began reading the Atlas and could recite the capital of every country in the world. At the age of one and a half, she began having dreams and she remembers every single one. Her first was about looking through a circular window into a room filled with oranges, a fruit she loved as a child. Her memory isn't photographic. Instead, she has a strong recollection of sequences down to the smallest detail. So, you guys think that me remembering my dreams is impressive. She remembers every dream she's had. I only remember some of them. We need to get her on the show, replace him, because then we'd have just unlimited unlimited content. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca Chirac from Brisbane, if you are listening to this, contact us. We would love to have you on and QCOPodcast.com. Thank you. Um, But what may sound like a gift also has its downsides. While the 26-year-old loves how all her memories of Easter's and Christmas's flood over her on special occasions, she can just as easily find herself clearly reliving bad memories. 
and nightmares. Mm. Said it right. Oh, yeah. Good job. When she remembers childhood injuries, she physically feels the pain all over again. Rebecca was also abused as a child and suffers post-traumatic stress disorder from her vivid recollections of the ordeal. However, there are also advantages. It's a really good technique to tell if I'm being lied to, she said. Autistic people typically can't read body language, but if the story changes over time, I can pick it out of a pick it out as a lie. I can also understand why a child or baby may be upset. I know how to deal with them from my experience. So basically she can remember being a baby or a child and why she would be upset in a similar situation, I guess. So <laughs> little little story I had uh, back in uh, my young days. I think I was 11. Days old? Uh, no, just 11. <laughs> like years. I remember back to 11. Uh, I was in Sunday school at church. And our Sunday school teacher was like, think back to the earliest memory you can remember. What is it? And I probably had earlier memories than this, but I could just remember being able to ride my bike for the first time, like, you know, whatever. And so I said that and he goes, now, do you actually remember that? Or you just are recalling it because somebody told you. I was like, no, I remember it. He goes, well, I, I don't think so. Like it was so hard for him to believe that I could remember (laughs) like six years back. And, uh, he's like me on the other hand, I can remember being born. And I was like, even back then at 11, I wanted to call BS. Like, I was like, are you kidding me? You're saying I can't, re- I can't remember was- back to six years old, but you can remember back to day one. Why? What was his stance on that? I literally don't remember. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah, well, I can remember. <laughs> are you sure? So not only does he want to brag and boast about his abilities, but he also has to put down your Yeah, I also don't feel like that, that was even like... Same time. Yeah, I don't even think it was part of the lesson. I think he just wanted to be... Just wanted to brag. I don't think remembering when you're six is very strong. It's probably a weaker memory. What? Like, meaning that if someone's like, my first memory is at six years old, I don't think that that's like... The guy would be like... Whoa. Well, that's pretty good, so I got to put them down. Like, what's your first memory? (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I don't know. He said said he had to put Trav down for remembering his memory at 11 and say, no, I don't think you remembered that. But I remembered all the way back to when I was born. And you called it his strength and then Trav's strength in that realm. Okay. But it's fine. Let's move on. (laughs) I'll explain this to you after. Anyone who's listening, you probably caught on to what I was saying. So, no, actually, send they a message probably to don't. <laughs> Half the time, I don't think they do. <laughs> Basically, what you guys get to witness, like pretty much on a weekly basis, <laughs> is just the disagreements between two brothers <laughs> that I also have to just sit here and witness and listen to. <laughs> Lucky you guys. All right. So anyway, yeah. So this H Sam thing, I you know, to point out, it's not photographic memory. It's basically these the superior ability for these people to store and categorize and then retrieve information once it's in their memories. And so that's like what the strength is. So these people don't have the ability to go and just like memorize pi to like the 22,000 different decimal points or to do anything like abnormally difficult like that um they just have more of an ability of if they experience something themselves that they just have a much 
better or easier time recalling it. Okay? Hence the word autobiographical in the HSAM. Yep, that makes sense. So, with that said, basically the whole point of that story is just to say that sleeping has a huge part to do with memories and, you know, storing memories. So, you have two different types of memories. You have declarative memories and you have non-declarative memories. Declarative memories are basically the memories that you think back and you can think, oh yeah, I remember that story or whatever it is. And then non-declarative or more procedural memories, that's just when you learn how to do something like ride a bike or play the piano or do these more procedural things that your body just remembers how to do once you learn yeah, how to do them, right? Like muscle memory type. Yeah. So things. when you go to sleep, the that's what aids the consolidation and integration of those memories. So when you learn something, you basically have to sleep afterwards or else you will have a hard time re- like remembering or performing those tasks at a high level in the future. Okay. So, I mean, there's a little cheat code if you guys ever want is if you guys learn something new, immediately go take a nap. That's what you- I was going to say. It's going to be like, if you're, if you're in training at a new job, you should have nap times exactly. or else the, the company's throwing their money away on training you because <laughs> you're just going to forget. No, I mean, I really wish that they would give us nap time anyway. Hey, like, you bring that up in a construction industry and see how many people <laughs> agree with you. <laughs> to take a nap? Yeah. You could, you could just be out on the you road. Say, you're saying people don't want naps? No, I'm saying you will be laughed at and ridiculed because you are a weakling that uh, needs to take naps. (laughs) (laughs) They might say that on the outside, but if you showed up with a bunch of hammocks and said, guys, lay down. Yeah, all the laborers, but all of the foremen and superintendents. Oh, you're talking about the, yeah. I'm talking about the people that pay your (laughs) friggin' salary. But if they got naps too. Nope, they wouldn't do it, and they can't do it. Why? They're incapable. I doubt it. Okay, we can fight about this. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like your friend, and when you're old, I don't think so. Mm. Uh, I know I, so much about the construction can, industry that I can. I know everyone <laughs> takes naps if they could. So, but no. Anyway, so yeah, so that's basically what's happening. But they also found that if you take naps, you still need to sleep within 12 to 24 hours, like a full night's rest for it to fully sink in. Like the nap can help you, but it's without having the full night's sleep afterwards. It's not, you're not going to be able to consolidate that memory. Um, basically cause what's happening is you go to sleep and then that memory is in what you call your short term memory banks. And then it gets transferred over to your long term memory. And then that's where it settles, and then that's where you can retrieve it in the future when you need it. So that's kind of a really high level of what is happening while you sleep to your memory. So if you don't sleep, then you don't get to remember stuff, I guess, is basically what it is. So it's really like a waste. It's just like a wasted day if you spent the day at school and then you don't get good sleep. Yeah. It's like, or, I mean, have you ever tried to go learn something when you were tired? Like, how, always. Well, how well did that go? Like, <laughs> that is just the wrong question to ask your brother because <laughs> everything he does is while he's tired. Because, <laughs> you know, for example, like, I've have you ever read a book and then when you're reading, yeah. the next thing you know, you're just like, oh, I have to read the, the same heck? thing. Like, I have to, I, what times. was I just reading? Like, yeah. And then you have to go back, or your eyes are super droopy, and you're like, whatever, I have to take a nap first, and then I got to wake up and then try and read it again. 
Just because mm. I don't know. That's how I am. How about you, Trev? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <You're>, what? <laughs> Why do you ask those questions? <laughs> I don't think that's like a n- necessary question. <laughs> I like to take naps. What about you, Trev? <laughs> Sometimes when I read, I get tired. What about you? <laughs> well, do you need me to agree with you? On you could say, no, I know. I never get tired when I read. And then I'd be like, oh, well, maybe I'm strange. I just feel like it. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> All right. So, and then. In- I'm not going to lie, though. Like, I do. Okay. This morning, I was super tired because I just got off work at 6 a.m., came home. And when I know that I have, in, that I'm super tired, I can feel it, and I know that I have a lot of, like, say, like, 10 hours before I'd have to do anything, I actually enjoy the feeling of being tired because I'm like, oh, I'm going to sleep so good. Mm. You guys, does that make sense to you guys? Wait, you, wake, you, have that? you wake up tired and you're excited? No. no I'm saying when he's going to go to- a word I said? You guys are the worst. <laughs> When I'm super tired and I know I have nothing to do for like 10 hours, so that means I can sleep a long time, oh. I enjoy the feel, that feeling in that moment because I'm like, I'm so tired, I know I'm going to sleep so good. Gotcha. I apologize. I thought I heard you say when I woke up. Okay. So anyway, um, sleep also helps with obviously health. Um, this is something that everyone knows. We don't need to go into a lot of detail on it, but basically they've done a test called a psychomotor vigilance test. Basically they flashlights do sounds and then you push a button when you see the flashes lights and do sounds. So they found that if you are limited to four hours of sleep for six nights, you're equivalent to somebody who has not slept for one full day is you get the same test results. If you're limited to four hours of sleep for 12 nights, you're equal to somebody who hasn't slept for two full days. So <laughs> basically meaning, Hey, if you're not getting enough sleep in a night in night out basis. So like a lot of people like, so if you have six hours of sleep a night, instead of maybe the eight hours you need for 11 days in a row, then that's equivalent to not sleeping for one full day. So that's mm-hmm. probably most people like sleep for six hours a night throughout the whole week. And then on top of that, they found that, hey, if you just try and catch up on sleep on the weekends, not going to happen. You the can't. other night I slept for 12 hours. I was also puking the whole day before. So, <laughs> I so yeah, your body was just <laughs> trying to recover from being sick. But yeah, so, I mean, it's just, it just shows you like, hey, if you, you can't just go every day and be like, look, I'll just catch up on the weekend because that's not how it works. Go to one of the previous, I think it was the first or second. First episode. First, for a while, first, first episode, sleep first episode, sleep right? episode. That we talked about how you just can't catch up. So finally, to wrap this up, I just the reason that I use that clip at the beginning, right? Do you guys remember what the clip was? Yes. American Sniper. Yes. So now that we've gone all this way and you're like, why did he play that clip? I actually forgot about it. And <laughs> so did I. <laughs> but it's because he, the character and, and the guy in real life suffered from post-traumatic stress syndrome, right? PTSD. Mm-hmm. And that is just due to the fact that he went on like four different deployments. The things that he saw while he was out there, 
like were enough infected him enough that it was just made it very very difficult for him to like just acclimate back into society properly this is a common occurrence for a lot of people that kind of see these things but it doesn't have to be just military it could be various things that Mm -hmm. cause people to have this uh syndrome or this ptsd so they're now starting to work down a path where they think that maybe there's a way that they can use sleep or a weird disruption of sleep to actually help cure people of PTSD. Cause what's happening is somebody has PTSD as they go to bed, they have a dream about whatever the occurrence was that created or caused the PS PTSD in the first place. They wake up from that nightmare and then see how good I'm getting at that. Mm-hmm. I've been practicing it all week. You just in the mirror nightmare nightmare. <laughs> Nightmare. It's not a nightmare. It's a nightmare. So, yeah. So, basically, they wake up. So, what did we just learn about memory is that when you go to sleep, it consolidates memory, right? Mm-hmm. So, they wake up. They replay the entire event in their head. Then they fall back asleep, which then further integrates that memory mm. into their brain. Oh. So, it's just like this vicious cycle of like, it keeps happening. They wake up. They replay it. They go to sleep. They even beds it further into their brain. So now they're finding if we can find a way where now the person has the nightmare wakes up and then prevent them from going back to sleep immediately or find a way to fragment their sleep afterwards and prevent that memory from further embedding itself into their brain. Yeah. Then they found that they may be able to actually over time. So weaken the emotional valence of the memory. And then mm. hopefully cure them of at least a severe portion of that PTSD. It's like if you have a memory, immediately wake up and watch like, Sco- not Scooby-Doo, I guess. <laughs> but what's a My Little Pony? That or would, would that give you more nightmares? That would give me more PTSD. But <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe you just become a brony. Nope. <laughs> Won't <laughs> ever happen. <laughs> So anyway, I think I thought that was just interesting, a way that you could actually maybe find a cure for something using sleep as, you know, in this case, it wouldn't actually be using sleep itself. It would be using uh, a lack of sleep for a while yeah. to actually cure you of something else because they are, they're starting to understand how memory and all that works and how it's correlated to sleep. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. Um, finally... Well, that was it. That's no finally. <laughs> There's no finally because well, you already said finally. <laughs> a couple things. Socially, this brings up issues with, I mean, now that we have all the science to back up how important sleep is, I mean, there are some people who they just cannot afford, like, they have to work two jobs or three jobs. So they're always not getting enough sleep. Or it, and what, how, how do you get out of that? that cycle like yeah no it's tough you have to have the money to live it's super tough and there's situations you have to get sleep to be healthy so it's like you're you're gotta you're you're in a situation where you have to sacrifice either your health or your and i and i'm not saying that it's like a simple solution or it's Mm -hmm. super easy to fix for everyone's situation i mean if you lived in a third world country or somewhere that's like under constant siege or something like that i don't think i could sleep if i just never knew when like a bomb was gonna go off or something like that right and i think for that reason in those 
areas that you do have like increased chance of panic and <clears throat> and all kinds of just more things could go wrong. Yeah. Because there's just everyone's on a lack of sleep, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, in some ways you just have to be happy that you were you live in Utah in a first world country and for the most part that that's not a problem. Like people yeah. might have to deal with work or something like that. But it is finding that balance cuz I've found personally that if I can find a way to have a good night's sleep, that I can be so much more productive the next day than I would have otherwise. And that's what I always remind myself. It's yeah. like, you know what? I really want to watch one more episode of this show, but I know if I don't get at least seven hours of sleep tonight that I'm going to be like half as productive tomorrow as I would be otherwise. And that's because I just lost one hour of sleep. Mm-hmm. And so. I also, the other issue I wanted to bring up real quick is just like, I think, I think these days sleep has it's there's kind of a it's been stigmatized there's a stigma about it that like if you sleep that means you're lazy like hard workers don't don't need to sleep i think it just depends on the amount of lazy person because most productive people yeah they're getting they're getting the normal amount of sleep but then they're also they have a sleep schedule um and we could get into the fact that like, yeah, there's certain jobs that, you know, kind of throw you off a little bit, but, um, yeah, if you are basically, so let's, for example, I mean, you work graves, right? Yeah. Um, when I worked graves for the hotel, uh, I got in at 10 PM and, or, you know, started work at 10 PM, got off work at 6 AM. I went home. I immediately jumped in bed. My, my goal was to go like seriously be asleep no later than seven. So I gave myself an hour from the time I got off to the yeah. time I, you know, got home, got ready, jumped in bed, head hit the pillow, eyes are shut. Um, and then I would, I wouldn't have to be back to work till 6 PM that night. Yeah. But I knew that if I didn't set an alarm, like I was going to bed at, so I set an alarm at three. I gave myself exactly eight hours and I made myself get up because I was like, I can't sleep throughout the day or else I'm going to become less and less productive. Yeah. So I just, I mean, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that, yeah, you see somebody like taking a nap or something and you know, yeah, the funny thing is say you're lazy, but yeah, I mean, if they're being productive, if they're just like sleeping, like literally all the time, then yeah, probably laziness. <laughs> but if you're being, uh, if if you have a schedule, you're making sure that you're getting your eight hours. I also think that if you're getting your eight hours, you may not need a nap. But that's just me. But I think for me, that comes back to the circadian rhythm thing. So it's like you get your certain amount of sleep that you need per night, but then if you have a natural ebb and flow, if you can take advantage of it, because not everyone can, like at some jobs you can't, like you said, if you're a construction worker, you probably can't just lay down on the side of the road and take a nap whenever you want, right? But if you you have a job where you actually can take a break here and there when you want, then maybe you can time those breaks to be specifically fit, like when you know your body kind of starts to hit a lull and then you take a a quick nap. Some people have suggested, Hey, drink a caffeinated beverage right before you take your nap. And then it takes about 20 to 30 minutes for that caffeine to kick in. And so it's Mm. actually timed perfectly. You go crash for 15 to 20 minutes, you wake up and then the caffeine kicks in at the same time. And then all of a sudden you're super productive for like the next three or four hours. So it is, it's a, it's a fine balance. It's knowing your own body, deciding what works for you and then figuring it out and then creating Mm. habits around that. And then ultimately find that perfect optimal situation 
and then just go from there. And hopefully you're way more productive than you would have been otherwise. All right, let's move on to the next question here, Alan. to say now i'm singing now that the song has gone away you guys ruined my intro no we didn't we actually added to it yeah. <laughs> no, <and laughs> not that of- part because this whole time i planned on as soon as that music stops i go ladies and gentlemen <laughs> but then danny's still just singing so, <laughs> i mean you say you wrote me in with you guys I and mean, i did mine before it, and i was done before it ended <laughs> yeah. and then i was wondering why i didn't get a song during my sounder from trav because yours was a minute and 15 seconds long. <laughs> And a, a minute, movie scene. A minute and 18 no, seconds. Okay. <laughs> Did you feel like you were in that movie, though? No. No. <laughs> All right. Trav never answers the right way. Because <laughs> his all, most of his questions are just leading because he wants you to say something anyway, specifically. Wait, hand me that coin. I'm going to use opposite uh, psychology. Reverse psychology. <laughs> opposite <laughs> psychology. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen... Welcome to Solar System Trivia Part 1. Mercury and the Sun. Dun, dun, dun. Ready, guys? All right, so this is pretty straightforward and easy, Danny. There's no game theory behind it. Uh, I will find the theory. Every single... And I will game it. There are 15 questions. Every single question is just worth a point. If you get it right, zero points. If you get it wrong, chance to steal... For the other person. So there's 15 questions? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to go first. No, that's what the coin is here for. I'm not going to just give you that advantage. <laughs> so why would you build that game theory in? Oh my gosh, there's no game theory. He just said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, flip the coin. All right. Who's going to call it? I'll call it. And this is for who goes first. Call it. Tails. Wait, is that Tails? No, oh, yeah. Tails. <laughs> what? Trav is first. Do the, okay. does, if you get it wrong, can the other person answer? He just said that. Yeah. Oh. Will you listen to he each other? He never listens to the game Both show. Both of you guys never listen to each other. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we could trim this game, this show down about a half hour just without having to repeat ourselves. Okay. So how this is going to work? You pick a number one through fifteen, and I ask you a question. I'll give you a reasonable about amount of time to answer it, but if you start taking too long, I have this countdown. Ten, nine. Okay, I eight. will do whatever I can to not hear that. So, <laughs> all right, all right. Do you I am counting. No, I just feel like it would be very distracting. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to answer anyway. <laughs> so then we'd just be hearing ten, nine, eight all the way through. So most anyway. Okay, um, I am going to go with number six. Number six. All right. Let me find number six. On Mercury, temperatures from day to night vary as much as 400 to 200 degrees Fahrenheit, 800 to minus 290 degrees Fahrenheit, 1400 to minus 50 degrees Fahrenheit, or 
a blistering 2080 to a mind-numbing, mind-numbingly frigid minus 800 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm going to go with C. That 1400 yep. to minus 50? No, yeah. 1400 minus... You remember that? <laughs> yeah, so I just... <laughs> nope. Uh, so this is Mercury. Do you, want, do you want me to read them again? No, I mean, I think I got it, but... This yeah, is mercury. mercury, and you're saying it can experience these heats in what? So it's day side to night. To its night side, it can it can have this range of temperature. So from four hundred, so four hundred down to two hundred Fahrenheit, eight hundred down to minus two hundred ninety Fahrenheit, fourteen hundred down to minus fifty Fahrenheit, or 2080 down to minus 800 Fahrenheit. Oh, I know what my okay. real answer would be. So it's either B or D, because um, we know it's not C, and I'm pretty sure it's not A, because you wouldn't have put it on A on number six. That just doesn't make sense. <laughs> okay. This game is going to take years <laughs> Ten, if you have to explain nine, to us eight, your thought process. Seven, I think 2000-something seems too five, hot, four, so I'm going to go with B. Three. B? I was going to say B2 because after I actually listened to him, that was the one that was more specific on the, uh, on the number. It was like minus 290 <laughs> while everything else was even. <laughs> uh, Travis figured out the game theory. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Dan gets a point. Who's up? Dan? Danny. Uh, number nine. Number nine. True or false? Our solar system makes one orbit around the center of the Milky Way galaxy every 2.5 million years. <laughs> I have a 50% chance at this. This sucks because I give the answer to Trav if I get it wrong. So one orbit around the Milky Way in 2.5 million years. True or false? True. False! <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> <laughs> That's the uh, point for Trav. That went south quickly. Yes. I would have said true, too. But that's just because I get true or false wrong all the time. <laughs> so it would take about 300,000 years to orbit our galaxy traveling at the speed of light. Knowing that, it's no wonder that it takes our solar system 250 million years <laughs> to make the trek, not 2.5 mm. million. Dummy. Oh, I Actually, thought you said 250 million. No. No, you didn't. <laughs> you can't lie your way out of this. That's actually, I'm going to dock you a point if you do that. <laughs> no, I really did. Let's, we'll listen back to this. I, I totally forgot on the first question that I prepared a little, like, quip of knowledge after each question. All right, and I forgot to read that one. So that was the temperatures on Mercury. With no real atmosphere to shield it from the sun's heat on its day side and trap heat on its night side, Mercury experiences a vast range of temperatures, which is 800 degrees Fahrenheit down to minus 90, 290 degrees Fahrenheit. It's over a thousand degrees that it experiences. Two, please. Two. The sun contains what percentage of the total mass in the solar system? 99.86. 
So of the, incorrect of the total mass in our solar system. Yeah, the sun contains what percentage of the total total mass in our solar system? The ninety point the B whatever it was ninety point three or whatever. Ninety point six seven. Yeah, there's two in the nineties. Ninety nine point eight six. Yeah, not or the ninety nine. The ninety point six seven. Okay. Ah, nobody 50, gets a point. It's Fifty. Dang it. Is it's there not uh, much more in mass. No, it's it's a the first one ninety nine point eight six. This is lie. <laughs> if he doesn't get the it, the sun it's a lie. is pretty big. Not people don't realize. You think Jupiter's big, but Jupiter is not even a freaking tenth. It's about a tenth of a percent of no wait does that math work yeah it's about that you could say that and i think majority of us would just agree with you so the mass in the the mass of the sun is approximately three hundred and thirty thousand times greater than that of earth it is almost three quarters hydrogen while most of the remaining mass is helium all right dan go for it uh you just pick two two six and nine are gone um, Are you keeping track? Four. Sweet thing. Four. A 100-pound person would weigh how many pounds on the surface of Mercury? Eight pounds, 18 pounds, 28 pounds, or 38 pounds? Hmm. Mercury's pretty dense, but it's not as dense as Earth. It's much smaller than Earth. So... B, 18 pounds. Incorrect. What were the options again? <laughs> A 100-pound person would weigh how much on Mercury? 8 pounds, 18 pounds, 28 pounds, 38 pounds. I'm going to go with 28. Mother's Man, cookies. This is, this is harder than, than I thought it would be. Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I literally am guessing every single one of these. <laughs> but there are some easier ones. Is it 8 pounds? And, and like I was going to say the true pounds, The true point of this is... Are these little quips I prepared that, but to give knowledge? Oh, okay. To learn you something. Let's get so, the correct answer is thirty-eight pounds. Dang it! Of the planets, of the planets in our solar system, Mercury has the lowest surface gravity, which is thirty-eight percent that of the Earth. Number twelve, please. Twelve. How long is a year on Mercury? Easy. It is a year. <laughs> <laughs> that was going to be my answer. I mean in Earth years or days. What are the options? <laughs> uh, 1.7 Earth years, 88 Earth days, 13 Earth days, 17 hours. I'm going to say 88 Earth days. You son of a bitch. That one Correct. Was easy. Woo-hoo, I got two and I'm winning. <sighs> you have two. Oh, oh yeah, because the two to one. one. <laughs> Freaking vault one's gonna haunt me. <laughs> Wait, who? Cho- what is that? Danny is nervously shaking in his chair <laughs> because he can't stand that I'm up on <laughs> up one. <sighs> this is killing. All right, who's up? Danny. Dan. Uh, Fourteen. Fourteen. Mercury's surface is scarred with one of the largest known basins, and a basin is a crater that measures over 155 miles in diameter. So Mercury is scarred, surface is scarred with one of the largest known basins in our solar system called the Caloris Basin. What is the diameter of the Caloris Basin? This one's going to be pretty much just guessing. 
No, wait, never mind. I, I figured you guys would not know. So I, <laughs> <laughs> these are your choices that I put. So what is the diameter of the Caloris Basin? A, the diameter of your mom's ass. Okay. B, the diameter of my mom's ass. C, 963 miles. Or D, the diameter of both our mom's asses put together. <laughs> this is... <laughs> Trav, I want you... Hey, anyone could have picked this one. C. Y'all, <laughs> this is so stupid. As in, I will see my way to another point. Yeah. <clears throat> This large surface formation was probably caused by an impacting asteroid with a diameter of above 100 kilometers. It must have been a tremendously violent event. The seismic waves, and this part's cool, the seismic waves that were produced from the impact traveled through the planet and focused on the other side of the planet. Exactly opposite the Caloris Basin, they produced a strange-looking region that was first described as the weird terrain with a chaotic mix of hills and fractures. So, so it like went so far that it like almost started it like pushed surface out the other side. Well no, the shock wave went around the surface of Mars and all came together at the same point on the other side and like pushed up like hills yeah. and mountains and stuff. Crazy. That's how big the impact was. Number seven, please. Number seven. Wait, Danny got that right, right? Yes. So, so it's two to two. two, two. I'm glad you're also keeping score because I forget. <laughs> <laughs> All right, seven. How hot is it at the sun's core? Two billion degrees, and these are all in Fahrenheit. Two billion degrees, 1.2 billion degrees, 2.7 million degrees, or 27 million degrees. I'm just going to say... One point whatever billion. Stupid. Would you like to steal there? <laughs> now you take core. Yeah, how hot is it at the sun's core? Two billion degrees, one point two billion, two point seven million, or twenty seven million. It's the one point two billion, Danny. Two point seven million or <laughs> or twenty seven million. Two billion, one point two billion, or twenty seven million. Or two point seven million, you said is another or two point seven million. I'm going to go with 27 million. If not, I'm gonna, okay, yes, I would like <laughs> such an. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, no, Danny I, takes I the lead. It, I knew it the whole time. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Producing the energy equivalent to millions of nuclear bombs going off every second, the sun's core fuses hydrogen into helium at a hellish 27 million degrees Fahrenheit. Ooh. See, I knew that it wasn't in the billions because the whatever the technology where you splice off energy fusion, fission. Vision like, happens at a higher temperature or something. Oh, you know what? I should have thought about that. <laughs> Ass. <laughs> I knew it because I'm vision. <laughs> uh, pick pick your next one. Like I will go with numero uno because that's the place I'll be in at the end of this competition. All right. Well, sorry, Trav. <laughs> Mercury is the blank planet from the sun. Seventh? I don't know. First, second, or fourth? Okay, I'm going to have to decipher this. 
Do you know this one? Mercury. Yet? I actually don't because I'm oh. freaking dumb when it comes to <laughs> anything outside of our solar or our our how many? <laughs> how do you spell Mercury, Trav? What? M E R C U R Y. That has seven letters in it. So automatically, if it has seven letters, I'm going to say that it's not going to be the seventh from the sun. So ten, nine, hurry and eight, do this. You should just wait. Seven, do that. I know. Very I know. I know. I know. Five, I know. I know. Four. I know. Three. She's going to answer two, for me right one, now. Zero. One. <laughs> That's hey, the, I'm gonna. Ser- <laughs> But I would have. Be. I would have said one, but because I kind of know, even though. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. Danny loses two. Points. No, skip. <laughs> I got a point there. Okay. Yes, it's the uh, first planet from the sun at a distance of thirty-six million miles. Mercury is the innermost planet. All right, let's go with ten. Ten. How much mass does the sun lose every second by converting it into pure energy through nu- nuclear reactions? I mentioned this once before in a podcast. Oh, ours, let me just remember back <laughs> to that. <laughs> 1.2 trillion pounds, 40 million pounds, 8.6 billion pounds, 300 pounds. Let's go 40 million. The trillion one. Right. right, billion one. <laughs> I like when neither yep. of us get it because <laughs> I, at I, least I, you're not getting I, it. <laughs> this was part of one of our podcast episodes. You guys just don't know. Still, is about the weight loss. Yeah, how much mass? I, I like, think that might have been on a lost episode. Oh, maybe. Doesn't matter. Well, we, we were. were we were. We we're all still there. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. It's like, oh well, we haven't actually aired it, so that means it didn't happen. <laughs> So the correct answer to how much mass the sun loses every second by converting it into pure energy is 8.6 billion pounds. Einstein's equation E equals MC squared shows us that mass and energy are just two sides of the same coin. Mass can be converted into energy and energy can be converted into mass. Dun, dun, dun. All right, Dan, pick. Still four to two? How many do you um, have? A few. Let's go 15. 15. Where is that? It's probably the last one you got. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. You don't know if I ordered them numerically the on my notes. <laughs> From Earth, the sun appears. Ye- oh, you guys should know this. Wait, this is yours, Trav? No. You should know this. I don't. It's not mine. Oh, it isn't? mine. Hurry. (laughs) I feel bad for Trav now. From Earth, the sun appears yellow, but what is generally accepted as its actual color? White. I didn't... You, I didn't say the... You don't need it, the choices, because we know it. (laughs) Fine. But I will read that. Like, I even just put the mark down before he even said anything. (laughs) The choices were black, gold, coral, and white. Because what are the odds that... I know something that he doesn't about this whole thing. And so if (laughs) I knew it, you got the false one because I I got it wrong. Yeah, but I didn't know it. I would have chosen true. (laughs) So if I knew something, but I picked wrong and you picked right. Oh, good heavens. (laughs) Okay. So Uh, Danny was correct. It's white. The sun only appears yellow to us on earth because our atmosphere scatters away the blues in space. The sun looks white. Let's go with number three. Three. 
Where is that in my notes? Maybe after two? <laughs> I was going to say probably the third one. <laughs> Before four. All right. How many Earths can fit inside the sun? 20, 1,000, a million, 20,000. What was it again? <laughs> How many Earths can fit inside the sun? 20, 1,000, a million, or 20,000? A million. Ding, ding, ding. Yay. Woo! I'm actively cheering for one of them. Why is Trav get the easy ones? <laughs> oh, cool. All right. Um, oh, I got to read my quip. With a diameter of 864,340 miles, 109 times that of the Earth, you can find the volume of the two bodies using the equation V equals four-thirds pi R, R cubed, and then divide to deduce how many Earths can fit inside the sun. Deduce. All right, Dan. You got 5, 8, 11, or 13. Let's go lucky number 13. Wait, what, what question was that that I just read? Three? Yep. yep. 13. True or false? Good heavens. Dang it. <laughs> Mercury is so close to the sun and thus so hot, it's impossible for ice to exist on its surface. Oh, I know the answer to this one. False. Thank you. <laughs> we already talked about how it cold that, it gets. Yeah, it helps that we know it gets to <laughs> negative 290 degrees. So. <laughs> That's on its night side. Doesn't matter. Still on, the about surface. Still on the surface. Of freaking- Which comes around to it. <laughs> but then it melts, and then it refreezes. Then it melts, and it refreezes. That's okay. the thing with water. Fine, but that's not the reason. <laughs> There's yeah. ice on Mercury. So, so much gravity. Ice was found at its poles at the bottoms of deep craters where the sun's light can never reach. Because they're like at an angle on the yeah. poles, you know, and so the light can't get to the bottom of those craters. So it's constantly ice. All right, let's go with... I can tie if I get the last three correct. So let's go with number five. Wait, what's the score? Six to three. Wow. Four? Or what did you say? Five. Five. True or false? Mm. Mercury is not the hottest planet in our solar system. Is not? Yeah. True. Dang it, you're always right. <laughs> Venus yes, is Yes, it's hottest. true. Mercury is not the hottest planet in our solar system. With its incredibly thick atmosphere, which holds heat in... Venus gets the trophy for hottest planet in our solar system, registering surface temperatures of up to 864 degrees Fahrenheit. So like 64 degrees more than Mercury. Wow. Eight or 11. It's like a greenhouse. Oh, wow. I'm going to do eight. Eight. How long does it take the sun's light to reach Earth? 29 seconds. Eight minutes. Hang on. Okay, if that's your answer. Nope. (laughs) Yeah, if you're going to be an a-hole about it. Well, I know it's like and something seconds. So let's continue. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, how long does it take the sunlight to reach Earth? 29 seconds. Okay. 15 minutes and 40 seconds. 8 minutes and 20 seconds. Or instantaneously. I'm going to say eight, eight minutes, minutes and 20, 20 seconds. seconds. This is mine. No, it's mine. I, I picked Danny number got it eight. wrong. I picked you, number eight. <laughs> you, 
I didn't answered say, previous. I didn't get a finish. I said eight minutes, then, and then, then he's like, "Is that your answer?" And I was like, "I no. didn't get to finish the twenty seconds. You did not say that because <laughs> I got cut off at eight minutes. Wait, what's the score? Okay, so in in this scenario, Rav needs both this and the next one. In this scenario, this is if this I is don't how you get go. it. How long does it take for this for the light to get uh, from the sun to the earth, Danny? Eight minutes. Oh wait, you didn't let me finish the twenty seconds. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I am giving this one to Trav. <laughs> cheating. <laughs> cheating? Stop being so cocky. So wait, what is the score right now? It's five to six. You know you're going to win. <laughs> or at least tie. You can't lose. So you should not worry. Uh, really and truly, it comes down to all the pressure on me now. Dun, dun, dun. Question 11, right? That's what we're left with. Yes. Oh, yeah. Trav. You didn't get your. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't have said eight minutes. <laughs> I probably. Would I have said chosen. eight minutes. Did you ever listen to your teachers in school? And he immediately cut me off, and he said, "No." no he said, "Is that over. your answer?" And, and I said, "Just continue reading your question." <laughs> no. Did you not listen to your teachers in school where they said, "Make sure you read all the instructions <laughs> first. <laughs> all right. Question eleven. And this is Travis, right? Yep. How many moons does Mercury have? A, zero, B, one, C, two, or D, zero moons, but it does have a super dim and diffuse ring that was discovered in 2016. I feel like that's very specific. I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> D? <laughs> why, why is that in there? <laughs> what do you mean? You got, is that your final answer? I guess. Why is that in there? Why is that so specific? Zero. Because I wanted to make it tricky. <laughs> you were just like every single other person who creates tests. You don't want them to get them right. You want them to get them wrong. Zero and because the sun's gravitational pull is too strong, it pull, would pull anything that was trying to orbit Mercury away. Okay. Minus seven points for being a douche. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it's zero. Mercury has zero moons. (laughs) But, and and here's the reason why. Because of its low gravity, because of its low gravity, Mercury hasn't been able to hold onto a moon or rings. And I forgot to read my little quip on how long it takes the sun light to to reach earth so i'm gonna read it now although traveling between two points at 186,000 miles per second may seem instantaneous to us on larger scales it takes light a significant (laughs) amount of time to traverse the 93 million miles between the sun and the earth yeah all right guys but the game's not over because i have prepared a bonus Winner take all question. Oh, so basically, everything we've done up to this point was didn't matter. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whose line is it anyways? Okay. I don't care. I don't, I don't like this. Game. <laughs> <laughs> so this question goes to the whoever was losing at the time. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> or else it's pointless because it's winner take all. So Trav for the game. The sun is approximately midway through its lifespan. How old is it? 4.5 billion years, 300 million years, 
1.5 billion years as old as God Almighty himself. Well, I'd probably say that one, but I know that's not it. <laughs> so I'm going to say the 4.5 billion. You suck. Yay, I win. And here's the winner song. <laughs> All right, I'll take back my douche note that I wrote. <laughs> Danny seems so genuinely angry right now. <laughs> well, that was the most was skewed, the lopsided, cheatful game I he ever He told seen. you there was absolutely... No game theory to it. But I have honestly haven't seen a Barnes look like that since I did better on a test in English than your brother. So, um, but anyway, awesome. Well, thanks, Alan. That was wonderful. We learned a lot. So I would assume the next time we have trivia, it's going to be about Venus and Earth. Well, we're skipping Earth and going straight to Mars. I might skip Earth. Okay. Because we know enough about Earth already. He hates Earth. Us Earth. So. <laughs> he can't wait to get off this rock. <laughs> He's yeah. trying to get his 25 million to buy a spaceship. But no, don't, don't ruin it by just going and studying your ass off on, oh, all on Mars. I promise you, I will not. <laughs> So I, I like to will only study I like, what I already know. I like to be surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but all right. Well, let's move on from uh, some stuff about solar system trivia. solar systems trivia to maybe some space on Earth. So, um, the alien showed my mind the furnace of all creation, what we would call God. What? <laughs> These fancy cats are seeing God. Meanwhile, I'm starting. F- Was that it? <laughs> did, did I cut it off? You must have cut it spot? off pretty early. But that's okay. How so, far did you want that to go? Like uh, another 10, 15 seconds? I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> I don't remember exactly where it was supposed to shut off, but I don't think it was that quick, but that's fine. So, my question, as I stated before, what is the deal? With this whole Area 51 thing. <laughs> and let me start out by saying, if you are like me, you might not always be up to date with the latest trends or happenings going on, you know, around like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yes, as a podcast, we have those things. But <laughs> let's be honest. We have other things to do than just troll these <laughs> sites and just look for the latest thing, right? So by trends, you're saying like the ice bucket challenge. Ice bucket challenge. Yep. Um, which I think the fact that that's what I'm naming probably sheds light on how out of date we are. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I go into something else just a second if you <laughs> hold on. You know, so when a bunch of memes popped up about a month ago about Area 51, I was super confused. I had no clue what was going on. However, you'd think that that was enough for me to want to actually look into it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I haven't seen these. Most people go, you haven't? Uh-uh. 
You haven't seen anything about Area 51 lately. No. I've heard things on like the news, but I haven't actually seen social media posts about it. Well, Alan, you're in for a treat. <laughs> All right. So... And I was actually, because I literally don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. what I was actually having a conversation with Danny the other day and I said, hey, why hasn't Alan done something like on this topic? And he's like, oh, you should tell him about it. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to do it. So, (laughs) well, you guys already gave me like four. That's true. We did give you four. (laughs) So, but most people with what they do, you know, I know damn straight that Danny would do this. He has a question or a thought or something. He's going to Google it, and he's going to figure it out. He's going to spend the time to do that. I didn't care. <laughs> um, <laughs> you didn't care enough is what you're saying. Yeah, I was, I was curious. Why, I was but... curious, but it still wasn't important enough for me to actually make the effort to find out more. This doesn't <laughs> surprise me because we're talking about the dude who literally walked into a circle of prancing full male ponies, full grown male ponies. And was like, this is weird, but I don't really want to look this up. So <laughs> that's until uh, like seven, seven years later. later. <laughs> so finally this week, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and I had to know. Total sidebar. This is the exact same thing that happened during that whole Harlem Shake thing. If you guys remember oh, the yeah, Harlem I do Shake. Remember that. The dance? Yeah. Okay. Although I still... I'm not sure what the hell that was all about. <laughs> in fact, in Neither preparation for I this, know. I just, cause I'm not talking about the Harlem shake, but I looked it up on YouTube again and I was like, what the hell was this? <laughs> it's like just some, all of a sudden people are just like standing there and then it cuts and then it cuts back and they're all doing crazy things. <laughs> it's like, why? <laughs> I feel like there needs yeah, to be like entire, re- just football teams. Did why? it? Why? So wait, what was the Harlem Shake? Like, I remember it was like a dance thing, but... Well, I don't know. I didn't... I didn't... This isn't what was the whole Harlem Shake thing. Oh, this okay. is I thought you said you looked it up. <laughs> no, I just looked up, like, a Harlem Shake on YouTube. Oh. Like, just to... They re- would just cut away and just to remember, back and yeah. everyone would be shaking? Yep. Okay. Well, they'd be dancing, not shaking, but, like, the dance was the Harlem Shake. So, they'd be, I don't know what they'd be doing. But, anyway, if you remember that, it was stupid. But, whatever. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, you know, in case you want to know about Area 51, which Alan obviously does, because he's never heard of it, apparently. Um, I've heard of Area 51. Well, no, the the whole craze with Area 51 right now. So here you go. So back on June 27th, a public event was created on Facebook called Storm Area 51. They can't stop all of us. (laughs) So... The the brains behind this event is a college student by the name of Maddie Roberts. And if you'd like to go to the Facebook event, so go to Facebook, go to events page, and it'll probably just be there. But you can just search uh, Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us, and it'll pull up. Mm -hmm. And it's such a hot thing right now that it's just, it's everywhere. So which is kind of baffles me that you haven't seen it um so the event currently has two million people plus two million not two million plus two million it's two million plus people saying that they will attend this event wait how many more than two million people are saying they're going to this event so of storming is there like a date of when this event yes standing okay don't worry i will get to things <laughs> um but 
2 million people are saying they're going to go to this event, which is storming Area 51, um, with another 1.4 million interested. And uh, the details on the event page are lined out as followed. We will meet up at Area 51 Alien Center Tourist Attraction and coordinate our entry. If we Naruto run, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. The hell's Naruto run? So Naruto is a... uh, I'm surprised you don't know this because you are Japanese. Um, It is an anime show or cartoon. Obviously, they're all (laughs) cartoons, but it's an anime... I think it's a ninja guy and the mm. the Naruto run is like they run with their arms behind them oh, and, and they're like they can run faster or something like <laughs> that cuz they're like more So basically the guy's saying, "Hey, let's all meet up at this alien tourist site or you know, center. We'll talk about how we're going to storm Area 51 and if they shoot at us, as long as we run Naruto style, <laughs> they will not hit us and we can get through and see the aliens. Okay. So because it's what's a- their reasoning for Naruto style? Like, why would they not be able to be shot? It says if we run, if we Naruto run, we can move faster than, than their bullets. bullets. That's yeah. the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're just putting your face out front <laughs> to be shot. <laughs> okay. So now to be clear, I am not going, nor am I interested. However, in the suggested events on the same page, there is a third annual Salt Lake City Taco Fest going on that's got my name written all over it. (laughs) So that one I might go to. Um, But so, okay, you might be thinking to yourself, which is a lot of stuff that you just kind of brought out, Alan, you know, this has to be a joke, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is like, yeah? Like nobody believes that they're gonna if they if you run with your hands behind you, you're gonna be able to run faster <laughs> than bullets. I feel like <clears throat> excuse me, that would have already been discovered by now. Mm. <laughs> so because I'm pretty sure my son runs with his arms behind. Him I've all seen the him time. do that. I've also <laughs> seen my nephew. My son's done it a couple of times. They're not running faster than bullets. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> All right, so if that's what you're thinking, then you are mostly correct. While I can guarantee that there are those diehard nerds out there willing to get shot over this, Mr. Matty Roberts issued this statement in the comment section directed towards the U.S. government. And it reads, P.S. Hello, U.S. government. This is a joke. And I do not actually intend to go ahead with this plan. I just thought it would be funny and get me some thumb some thumbs uppies on the internet. <laughs> so it's really all a ploy. Just, yeah. For some life. Well, judging by the amount of interest that has been drudged up, I say he's successful. Well, here on Why the, on do the, we not do this? Uh, no, our on stuff. the Facebook page, there's a link to like their official website. If yes. you go to the official website, it's basically all just official merch. merchandise and you they shop. have a song yeah. like an official song so it sounds that, like it's a lucrative thing so i tried looking this up and they sell merchandise but it's not coming up for me just go to facebook and search area 50 uh what did i say storm, storm area storm 51 area they can't stop us all yeah stop all of us they can't stop all of us 
and you'll see it. But um, yeah, it <laughs> it's and and this wasn't his plan. I guarantee you, this wasn't his plan. He probably just posted. He probably yeah. just thought about it. It wasn't like he, he was like going to get two million you know, people yeah. that wanted to actually go. Yeah, which is he's probably like, hey, insane. If I got like a bunch of people. Like they're not going to kill all of us, right? Hey, by the way, if we Naruto run, we can run faster than their bullets. <laughs> and yeah, so that's that's not a real thing. And he didn't think that this was going to be as big as it was, but it ended up being that big. But anyway, so the event is going down on September 20th this year between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. Nevada time. Hopefully the tourist center has enough space for 2 million conspirators. Because what's funny is, although the... The area is not actually that big, like the town, mm-hmm. but the hotels that they have there are already booked solid. And yeah. I think, I think people are starting to kind of like freak out, like, all right, how are we going to handle, let's say that even a portion of, of 2 million people. Yeah. Like if 1% of 2 million showed up, it's still a couple thousand people. Yeah. So that is a lot of people that could be showing up for this. It's yeah. like 20,000, 40,000. What is? No, 20,000. 1% of 2 million. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, you know, also, uh, the military authorities have issued a caution that nobody do anything stupid, essentially. That wasn't their words. Those were my words. But they, Mm. they basically were like, hey, please don't, like, actually come in. Because it is a uh, government know, government facility, and regardless of if there's aliens or not, you there is no trespassing. And if you come on here, yeah. we will have to use <laughs> force. So don't do it. Because you, how about this, everybody? Like if you're thinking about it, just try to Naruto run right now. If you don't run faster than a bullet, don't go. <laughs> <laughs> because you will be shot and you will die. Like test it out first. Go to a gun range. Have your friend shoot a gun at a target, and you while you simultaneously the run toward the target on the side. Yeah, and see you which gets to the target. Yes, yeah. just test some stuff out before going. Now, granted, I bet you majority of the people are going just like, "Hey, this is going to be a freaking cool party." You know, that's what I was going to ask. Is like, I bet you they will end up with just a giant party in the desert. I'm sure. There are probably tons and tons. I mean, there are probably a good percentage of those people that are like super ready to storm it. But because of that, so more than the actual event, this has actually sparked an internet meme craze, pretty much the likes of which we've never seen. And so that's, again, Alan, that's why I'm so, (laughs) I'm so amazed that you have not seen a single thing about it. Because it's all over the place. The memes. I mean, mm-hmm. and there's a very big possibility that if you've been on Facebook at all, you might have scrolled past something and just and just went past it without even well, thinking about it. Now that it. you're talking about it, I like I have heard about it one time and I remember it was a few days ago at work, one of my coworkers mentioned it something about like everybody was gonna storm Area fifty one and I didn't know what he was talking about. But then I just made a joke like, they're not doing it. 
like until September 20th. Like <laughs> they're giving that much notice to the government. I mean, they're just going to move area 51. Yeah. <laughs> like they're all going to get there and they'll just be like, oh yeah, we moved to area 52. Yeah. <laughs> There's just so many memes, videos, music videos, things like that that are going on right now. And it's crazy. But, you know, when all is said and done, I mean, I went through because I was like, you know what? I'm going to find some of my favorite memes. And as I've gone through, I've realized that although this situation is kind of funny to me, mostly because... (laughs) It just started from some kid who wasn't even thinking about it. It just made a comment. He's like, oh, this will be funny. Let's create an event. And it just blew up. And like you uh, said, he was successful in just yeah. what his primary goal was. was yeah. To just get, get some thumbs up. He's probably selling a bunch of merch. Yeah. He just wanted he's, some thumbs uppies. So, but when all is said and done, they the, got shirts they're selling. There is a tweet from somebody at touring police gets my sentiment exactly on target about this whole subject. And here's the tweet. The Area 51 thing isn't particularly funny, but it is sort of fun to think about how somewhere in the Pentagon, people probably had to have a meeting about this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that's really it. You know that somebody had to just be like, all right, same thing on Area, like in Area 51. They're like, all right, apparently there is a possibility that we could just have a big old just group, group of, of people, two million people storming. Naruto running. <laughs> Naruto <at> running. <laughs> like, what do we do in this situation? But, you know, <laughs> anyway, so there are conversations on government levels, like secret government levels being <laughs> talked about this because some kid just wanted to make a joke who was also totally open about it. So it's just funny to me, but that's basically what's going on with right now. Why people are wanting to raid area 51 <laughs> on and September 20th, on Trump, September 20th, Trump's going to be sitting in the situation room, watching it all go down on a big screen. <laughs> His generals are talking to him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But anyway, there you have Remember, it, guys. Trump's probably like, think we're gonna have to put some tariffs on the aliens. You sound exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's from New York. I don't think he's Southern. Yeah. <laughs> so really quick, as you wrap this up, Trav. So there is nothing about like what specifically they're trying to, other than trying to see aliens. No, but they, they don't have like a specific plan of like we were trying to uncover this. Or they're literally going to. They just want a Ruto run <laughs> faster than bullets to see them aliens. He, yeah, he laid it out specifically. <laughs> if there are any other ulterior motives, it is not being talked about because it all stems from one kid's dumb joke. And is there anything specifically special about September 20th? No. Okay. I just didn't know. It's if, just like, a random that date. That was just like a famous day or something. That in <coughs> He probably thought like, oh man, if I'm going to give people like show to this event, I don't want to do it tomorrow because it won't give enough people time to actually <laughs> get, give me the thumbs uppies. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so anyway, but yeah. All right. Well, there you have it guys. Uh, all the dream stuff done, solar system quiz, what's up with Area 51 raids right now. So, hope you enjoyed it. Again, uh, as always, make sure to visit our website, qcopodcast.com, as well as all of our social media sites, which we have uh, 
you know, also <laughs> mention that we have, but literally don't spend hours and hours on. Um, we spend enough. We spend enough, but I'm just saying. If like, say something to us, we would reply. But you know what? That's what notifications are for. Yes. So, we need to come up with something like this Area 51 thing that will just create mass, yep. generate mass audiences to our uh yeah, but we can't do it too quickly now because then it'll be just like copying. So we have to wait till everyone forgets about it. Yep. So at QCOPodcast.com <laughs> or not at QCOPodcast for Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Don't forget to leave us five stars. Check us out on all of the podcast uh, platforms. platforms Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube and subscribe for us. So, thanks everybody for listening. We'll, check, we'll catch you next week.